Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up seven and a quarter at 6.13. March soybeans up 13 cents at 13.53 and three quarters. March Chicago wheat is up eight and a half cents at 8.23 and a quarter. March Kansas City wheat up nine and a quarter at 8.70 and three quarters. March spring wheat is up three and a quarter at 10.35 and three quarters. Hope you guys had a nice Christmas. Um, remember, if you're listening on the podcast, as always, leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, uh, leave me a comment, hit the like button, help me to grow this channel. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. Check out my subscription service, guys. Uh, $49.99 a month, a ton of information from me. All my grain marketing recommendations, um, uh, my morning email goes out every business day before I start these live streams. My subscriber-only videos are really popular. I did one last week, um, and the topic was, should I sell corn on Christmas? We went through some historical stuff, some seasonal stuff, uh, some years that I think kind of resembled this year in terms of price action. Uh, this one was really popular. I think I'm going to do another one today regarding soybeans and uh, the seasonals, some of the stuff that typically happens around this time of year. So if you are uh, interested in this sort of stuff, check out the, that subscriber deal, guys. It's a monthly deal. You can cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation, nothing like that. So we have some fresh uh, multi-month highs in the corn market and also in the soybean market here this morning. Uh, the nearby March corn contract traded its best level since July 1st overnight. Very, very impressive. Uh, the uh, nearby March soybean contract, best trade since August 18th. Your nearby March uh, Kansas City wheat is within, what, 20 or 30 cents of contract highs. So some really impressive price action. In terms of, of news and what's driving this rally in the grain markets, I think there's a few things. Uh, the one thing that I continue to see, and, and I'm seeing it more frequently over the last few weeks, is that there is an expectation of money flow coming into these markets after January 1st. Uh, why would that happen? Well, we've got inflation at multi-decade highs here in the United States and around the world, really. And there is this expectation that new money will come into these markets uh, simply as an inflation hedge. That's one of, of the driving factors here. Another one is that uh, domestic processors in regard to U.S. corn and U.S. soybeans uh, are very profitable. U.S. ethanol producers, very profitable. U.S. soybean processor or crusher is very profitable. That's another friendly item. Uh, another item, is this South American weather story, which is um, kind of a mixed bag. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. Um, an additional item would be that we still have a drought in the United States. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. So you've got some friendly factors here. And yeah, this is this is an interesting rally, guys. There's not like one thing that I can tell you and, and really hang my hat on it and say, hey, we're rallying because of this. It seems to be um, uh, a multitude of factors here driving price action. So let's talk about the South American weather story. We've got dry weather that will remain in place for uh, most of southern Brazil, Paraguay and most of Argentina really through about this time next week. And that dry weather will be accompanied by above normal temperatures. So you've got kind of a threatening looking forecast and, you know, um, analysts and crop scouts have already reduced production estimates for South Brazil. Some are beginning to reduce crop estimates for Argentina. Now you got into the extended forecast. Um, here's the, the GFS run through January 11th. If you're watching on YouTube, there are some rains that return to Paraguay, parts of South Brazil, parts of Argentina in that period from say uh, this time next week out through the, the seven days past that. And that will be accompanied by some cooler temperatures. So you've got a, an idea here that 
you know, you're going to lose some production in Argentina and South Brazil, but make no mistake about it, guys, Brazil's going to have a record bean crop. It's just a question of by how much, um, the second corn crop in Brazil is more of a wild card. Of course, that's a later, uh, deal. And Argentina is more of a wild card. They're just wrapping up planting there. So I think that this, this South American weather deal is, is part of what's driving this certainly. And I'm not going to say it's like a doomsday deal and we're going to have massive crop losses, but those crops could be a little bit smaller than perhaps what people had expected. Uh, some more news regarding this Russia-Ukraine deal. So over the weekend, it was reported that more than 10,000 Russian troops are returning to their bases following what they're now calling military drills near the Ukraine. And this is all from Interfax. Interfax is a Russian news agency that is supposedly independent. I don't know much about Interfax. But in any case, Russia has recently deployed over 100,000 troops is the estimate to the Ukraine border, and it sparked fears, of course, of a military invasion or some sort of conflict, which for us in, in the grain markets is perhaps a problem uh, for wheat and exports in particular. When you look at Russia and Ukraine, those are the two countries that USDA projects will be the largest wheat exporters this year, number one and number two, Russia, Ukraine. Um, there's going to be some talks between Russian officials and U.S. military officials in January. Russia wants some guarantees that that um, NATO will not expand eastward toward the Russian border. So I don't really know what the plans are here. This is uh, certainly a wild card. It seems like maybe maybe this story here uh, suggests a de-escalation or maybe this is is just hearsay and, and this isn't the real deal. I'm really not sure, but uh, that's something we've got to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Soybean export sales were soft last week, only 812,000 for this year. That was a marketing year low, down 38% on the week, down 42% from the prior four-week average. Accumulated soybean uh, export sales for the marketing year are down 24% year over year. Your U.S. export window is going to close sooner uh, than it would typically this year because Brazil will have an early harvest. And you've also got to remember that that export window was um, delayed on the front end because of the hurricane damage at the U.S. Gulf. So you've just got a shorter export window here. And, and a lot of traders um, and analysts, myself included, are kind of concerned concern regarding this export program in regard to beans. So um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if we can catch up, but that print uh, was not very good last week. Drought remains an issue in the U.S. I haven't talked about this in a while because I don't, I just don't think it moves the markets uh, this time of year. But you look at the drought monitor, and this was um, uh, released last Thursday, accurate as of uh, December 21st. The, the Western I mean, two thirds of the United States is very much drought stricken. And is this an issue in regard to the markets right now? Probably not. It's it's definitely not um, a bearish item. I'm not going to say it's a bullish item either. When you look at the crop by crop breakdown, uh, USDA says that 19% of U.S. corn production is within an area experiencing a drought. Uh, most of that is in the West. Uh, soybeans kind of similar. 14% of U.S. soybean areas um, experiencing a drought. Wheat is much more severe. 58 percent of U.S. winter wheat production experiencing a drought and spring wheat, 66 percent of spring wheat production is in the area with experiencing a drought. That spring wheat number was like up in the upper 90s, I think, at, at one point during the summer and into the fall. So they've actually seen a little bit of relief. But, you know, you move forward here and this could uh, become an issue if, if we get closer to the row crop planting season and we still got these drought issues in the West. Um, if this is still an issue when we get closer to, say, winter wheat emergence uh, in spring, you know, that's uh, something that we've got to keep our eyes on certainly so the uh, drought situation has not gone away at all 
Um, well, it hasn't. It has in some areas, but it's still very much an issue. Put it put it that way. Uh, the S and P 500 posted an, a record high close on uh, Thursday last week. Pretty impressive stuff. It's now up almost 28 percent year to date. So you've had all this like nonstop media coverage regarding this new COVID variant and lockdowns and and um, all that sort of stuff. Yet the market appears thoroughly convinced that economic activity will not slow. Now, I will say this about the S and P and about the stock market in general. Uh, we don't have bear markets anymore. Uh, we used to, uh, but we haven't really had one since the bank bailout in 2009. Uh, we've done nothing but trend higher. You've had corrections, but the corrections have all been very much short-lived. So is is the economy really that great? Is Are the stocks really that great? Or is, is there something else going on here regarding uh, policy, money flow, uh, all that sort of stuff? We did have a cattle on feed report out on Friday. I'm going to call the cattle on feed report mostly neutral. Cattle on feed came in about as as expected at 100. Placement's slightly higher than expected at 104. Some people have said that's a bearish item. I'm going to say it's just neutral. Marketing's a uh, little bit higher than expected at 105. Hogs and pigs report was a little bit friendly, so we'll see how the livestock opens this morning. Uh, U.S. dollar is marginally higher ahead of the cash open. The S&P's up 15. The Dow's up 75. Good performance there. Bonds are up a little bit. Uh, gold and silver off just a little bit. Crude oil is down 98 cents in the March WTI. 72.44 last trade there. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.